A very warm welcome to you and we at Bitsol India wish that you are doing safe and healthy. In the year 2018, the US challenged Indian export subsidy scheme at the World Trade Organization, saying that the program harms American workers as these schemes create the uneven playing field. And these programs are the Merchandise Exports from India scheme, that is MEIS, Exports Oriented Unit scheme, that is EOU, and sector-specific schemes including Electronic Hardware Technology Park Scheme, that is EHTP, Special Economic Zone, that is SEZ, Export Promotion Capital Goods, that is EPCG, and Duty-Free Imports for Exporters Program. The United States had argued that these schemes provide subsidies that aren't allowed under WTO regulations for which a dispute settlement panel was set up by the WTO to adjudicate on this complaint by US against India. In 2019, WTO's dispute panel agreed with the United States stating that India provides prohibited export subsidies to Indian exporters worth over $7 billion annually. These programs for Indian exporters were found in violation of WTO's rules and hence the panel had given India six months to withdraw these prohibited subsidies. This loss put India in a position to rethink about its schemes and also open a search and talk for new schemes for Indian exporters. Coming to date, the current standing of exporters in India is abysmal due to the hit of COVID-19. Indian exporters have plunged to a record low of 60.28%, which is a red flag concern for India's trade. Already when such an impact has happened to the exports and addition to this, India losing export incentive case filed by the US at WTO, this builds a platform for us to ask some on the horizon questions related to Indian trade affairs. And so to do that, we have with us our very own founder of Bitsol India Group, Mr. Ashok Nawal. What do you see the future of exports and imports keeping in sight the WTO case? Yeah, Rohan, what a nice question you ask. I'm very optimistic on increasing volume of exports. Exports in India has grown up from two reasons. One as a major is the talent of Indians in the IT sector, hardware sector is unparalleled. And the, the second aspect of the export which goes in more in the gems and jewelry sector. The gems and jewelry attracts more as far as engineering and all other sectors are concerned, textile sectors are concerned. Definitely that also will pin, go on. Where every country is thinking of being a local than that of a global and go, go global. So, the, there will be always every country will like to be self-sufficient after pandemic. But can we start, let's say with, we are thinking that we will not import China. Can we immediately do it? Answer is no. Because lot of my intermediates and lot of the goods 
on the cost parameters and capacity parameters. Today, India has no option but to import until we develop the Indian substitutes. That takes time. So, import is also going to continue, exports are also going to continue. Reason is India is having a two hubs, one is a knowledge hub and low cost hub. Low cost manufacturing, for the low cost manufacturing is only is a India as a solution and therefore, I am very very optimistic Indian exports will grow and we will also focus on the indigenization make in India scheme of the government of India that is the dream of the honorable prime minister and therefore, import will come down but not immediately it will come marginally lower and lower but gradually it will come down that is what I see as a focus. What is going to be the impact of this decision against which appeal is filed by India? When this US case came from the hearing before WTO, unfortunately, we were not been properly argued. But the appeal which has been filed by the department, by the Ministry of Commerce now and represented by our mentor Dr. Advocate Rohan Shah is we are not at all subsidizing it whether is the import authorization, advanced authorization scheme. What we are giving is the duty free for inputs and inputs constitute article provides duty free imports and we are also giving uh, only giving the import duty free on raw material, consumable, catalyst. So, direct and indirect material which goes in the export product. Therefore, I have fairly chances that we are going to win that case. Only the objection which was raised on the ACJ scheme that no income tax benefit to be given. Now that income tax benefit sunset clause is over, income tax benefit from the EU SCZ has gone out. As far as EOU schemes is concerned, the objection was on the EPCG, that is the capital goods which we import duty free, not for much. That let us see what happens to that. But I am very hopeful that scheme will continue. DFIA may discontinue and government is already thinking to see the alternatives for MEIS. But till the time appeal is not decided, these schemes should continue because today Indian exporters are already having a lot. And the second important aspect which government has not considered it or it has not been argued in the WTO unparalleled interest rates. Interest rates in the US country is or other countries is 1%, 2% where you have to pay even after pandemics when the rates are reduced even though it is not less than 7 to 8% and that is the reason this gap somewhere government has to breach otherwise Indian exports become uncompetitive and exports will come down. Therefore, government will have to continue and there are fair chances that India will win.
government is also thinking some of the alternates let's see how it progress so i want to point my next question towards sez as it is very much evident that very few it sezs are in operation and speaking about manufacturing sezs they are operating with just 10% of the capacity this begs the question what do you see the future of sez as far as new sezs are concerned government has to think very very seriously income tax exemption is not going to be there then as such it becomes absolutely comparable to all others so the restrictions of acz under the acz act the way it has been put i do not find <coughs> much growth of the acz in future existing acz as far as it is concerned when income tax exemption has gone i will always prefer to open my it exports from the domestic because i don't get any additional benefit stpi has got its own limitations acz will have again more limitations so i don't think in it sector also acz's will come out now perhaps government has to think and provide the solution to the acz of unutilized portion what to be done so debonding exit from acz scheme has to be much better design otherwise investors in acz will be very badly suffer other i don't think much of future in acz tomorrow in case of eou which has been very popular in amongst industry and now increased in ease of eou rules and regulation will eou face closure in view of wto's decision rohan undoubtedly this case was objected and since we have not argued well or we have not highlighted important points that there is a parallelity in other schemes of only the objection which was raised in the uou for the capital goods if some minor things has been made changes and appeal also is decided in our favor there will be no change is required in the uou scheme however government is also thinking an alternative what can be alternative earlier there was a manufacture and operations in warehouse regulation 1966 was there however that has never become the popular because it was the more of a inspection raj hardly any persons i have seen that very few industries have taken the benefit of that it was more of a jail concept in view of this case government has made a lot of changes in that scheme government has modified and renamed that regulation as manufacture and other operations number 2 regulation 2019 in october this scheme has come this scheme by the time it has come in october and it has become going to the spread to the industries by that time the pandemic spread was very high government almost were, were industries were locked down 
and still has not been opening power. Now government is very popularly, rather the government has seen that it, the scheme is known to the people very highly. People have also thought, uh, started thinking whether the scheme can be option to the UOU. And therefore, government is also working parallelly. And if these schemes, if properly introduced, then it can be a good option to the EOU. So, can you help us understand the difference between all the current options available? Aron, very nice question you asked because every industry has to work out the feasibility. Which option is suitable to it. Whether all the exporters and importers can go for EOU, can go for manufacturing or other operations in warehouse, we talk for a, for a comparison, say we talk along more and domestic unit normally doing it. What is that difference? Now let us see the comparison of all the aspects I will make as far as eligibility is concerned. In EOU scheme, no trading can be done. In bonded warehouse, manufacture also you can do it and bond trading also you can do it. In domestic, you can do the trading, manufacture as well as services. Who approves the scheme? On the approving authority, for EOU there are two, two authorities. One is the Development Commissioner Office of the Ministry of Commerce and implementing authority is a Department of Custom. That is the Department of Revenue under the Ministry of Finance. So, two ministries operate the scheme. Whereas, bonded warehouse, manufacturing bonded warehouse will be only by one single point contractor. Domestic such permissions are not required. No such approvals are required other than normal registration unit. Where can I set a unit? There is no change in that. All the three units can set up at their own will and own choice based on the feasibility where it will suit well. Whether there is any investment criteria? In EOU, yes, there is an investment criteria. Minimum 1 crore investment is needed. Domestic and bonded warehouse, there is no investment criteria is there. Whether existing unit can be converted to either schemes. As far as domestic unit is concerned, it can be converted to the EOU as well as in the bonded warehouse. Um, bonded warehouse can be converted in the DTA as well as EOU. And EOU can convert to DTA, that conversion is possible, but EOU today cannot convert to the bonded warehouse until exit is made. So, for EOU for converting into this, they will have to pay the duty and then go to and set up the bonded warehouse. What will be the export obligation? Export obligation as far as domestic is concerned, if you are under the advanced authorization scheme, you need a value addition. If you are the drawback scheme, nothing is needed, all industry rate. If you are talking in the branded fixation, minimum value addition is required 
EOU export obligation is not needed, but it is what is talk about the positive NFE net foreign exchange you have to achieve. Whereas bonded warehouse is concerned, you need not have any obligation. Nothing is there. No net foreign exchange requirement. No export obligation. Whether you can import duty free material for the exports or a domestic in EOU capital goods you can import, raw material you can import, consumables you can import. So, anything of the raw material, capital goods, inputs, direct and indirect material you can import, office equipment you can import. Similarly, in the bonded warehouse you can import duty free, but in domestic you can import capital goods under EPCG, but perhaps it may not be there after the decision or the new foreign trade policy which is expected in April. That will not be there. Then is what is required is the domestic advance authorization. You can import direct material and indirect material, but indirect material also will go, furnace oil also will go. Let us see what happens to the case. What happens suppose you want to remove these goods, capital goods you want to remove, dispose it up from the EOU scheme. Yes, you will have to pay the duty on the depreciated value. Depreciation norms are given. Whereas if you are going to remove the capital goods, no depreciation is provided. So you will pay back all duty which you might have paid at the time of importation. In domestic, the same. You are not you are paying the means there is no question because you have not you have already paid the custom duty. If you want to remove the inputs, you will have to pay back your duty foregone in EOU scheme and wanted warehouse. In domestic, also from the advance authorization, if you are doing it, it is actual visa condition you will have to pay the custom duty along with interest plus penalty. Whether there is any limit of the consumption, answer is yes. Input, input material which you have imported, it has to be consumed within the 5 years, that is the validity of letter of permission in EOU scheme. In bonded warehouse, till the time section 61 is not amended, only consumption is maximum in one year and after three months duty interest is payable. So, this drawback is there in the bonded warehouse. In domestic from the advance authorization, whatever the duty you have foregone, along with the interest you will have to pay back. Whether the nexus of import and export is needed, answer is yes in all the schemes. Whether you can import the office equipments and other uh, parts, maintenance spares and all. In EOU and bonded warehouse, yes. If EPCG is not there, then spares also cannot be imported duty free in domestic scheme. Whether you will have to, what is the procedure? Whether every time you have to import, you have to go back and get the permission? In EOU, there is a small procedure, you make a one simple IGCRD intimation, 
under the IGCID rule, intimate to the custom. It has to be part of the LUT, then intimate to custom, you can import duty free. Whenever new item you have to import, you have to give the quantity in bonded warehouse value. Yearly also you can give, there is absolutely no problem. But any new item you have to import or any product is to be imported, you have to give. Only the question is in EOU, there is no one-to-one correlationship. But in the bonded warehouse, product-wise input and output list will have to give it. And if any modification is there, that you have to update it. What is the other benefits? Whether it is considered as a DIM export? Answer is when domestic supplier is supplying under the EOU scheme or advance, against advanced authorization, then it is considered DIM export. In bonded warehouse, even the domestic supplier is supplying to the bonded warehouse, it will not be considered as a DIM export and DIM export benefit under the bonded warehouse will not be available. How much rejection is permitted? Rejection is permitted in EOU, 5% limit is there. In domestic and private bonded warehouse, there is no such limit. What is the change in all if the domestic procurement is made? Except the DIM export benefit, there is no change. DIM export benefit is there if you are supplying it in the advance authorization and EOU. Other all GST formalities are the same in all the three schemes. When you talk on what are the procedural hurdles, procedural hurdler in EOU, nothing is there today because only the IGCID intimation is there. In bonded warehouse, any material movement which you do, prior permission is needed. Warehouse keeper has to be appointed and certain documentations will have to be approved by the bond officer. So that somewhat physical control is there. In domestic, such type of requirement is not there except actual user condition. Whether any change is there in the GST, answer is no other than DIM exports. Whether the input-output norms are necessary, as far as the export-oriented unit is concerned, cyan norm is necessary. If it is not there, then 2% of individual west input wastages is allowed. Or you can go for the ad hoc norm fixation from the development commissioner and then DGFT. In bonded warehouse, you will have to give your self-declaration of norms and it will be approved or can be objected by the principal commissioner and there is no appeal procedure. In domestic, cyan norm is must. For branded fixation, norms are approved by the based on the chartered engineer certificate. Whether the income tax benefit is available, none of the scheme income tax exemption is available. As far as DTSL is concerned, there is no problem. You can do as much as sale in EOU in the DTSL also. So far, you are achieving the positive NAP. 
and pay back your duty what you have saved on the import content in the finished goods. Same is applicable here in the bonded warehouse, but only the portion is you will have to pay back the little bit interest. And domestic, there is no such question, you can do it whatever you want. Whether I can, when I am setting the unit, we can, I can send the material for the job subcontracting. In EOU, yes, you can do the subcontracting, get it done. You have to get the annual permission from the uh, commissioner of yours custom. In bonded warehouse, no specific provision is given, but perhaps it has to be taken the permission from the principal commissioner on case to case basis in every case because there is no subcontracting. As far as laws, labor laws are concerned, there is no change in all. As far as procedure part is concerned, there is a dual control in EOU, but hardly any much of the permission is needed. It is a record based digital control. Whereas in bonded warehouse, there will be little bit physical control of the bond officer for each and every material movement. Any material I have received has to be intimate and get it their signature. Any material you want to send it out, take their signature. And domestic, there is no such permissions as there except for this. So, in nutshell, I have given you the comparison. If you have the export unit in domestic, what are the schemes? You have give, I have given you the new schemes of the bonded warehouse and EOU. As far as today's comparison is concerned, until the changes are made in the bonded warehouse scheme, EOU scheme seems to be better. But perhaps when these difficulties are given to the government, these also can be removed, then bonded warehouse can be a good option to the EOU. But till the time changes are not made by the government, EOU is the better option. What is your suggestion to the Indian government for better alternative to the EOU scheme? Undoubtedly, today's manufacture and bonded warehouse, manufacture and other operations in bonded warehouse, that is mover, warehousing regulation. This is will be a good option because it has got the advantage as a single point approval, common forms, no geographical restrictions and only one approval authority, no DG Ministry of Commerce goes out of the scheme. But until government removes the following defects of the existing issues of the bonded warehouse, that is a mover, what are those? There should be a clear cut provision of a subcontracting and there is a less interface. Approval also if it is needed, it should be e-approvals, not the physical interface. And there should be a time bound e-approval system until that is there, that has to be changed. Record based control in the mover has to be introduced rather than the somewhat physical control. 
main important is for mover if I am removing the capital goods or debonding or I want to exit from the scheme. I will have to be a better alternative parallel to the EOU like a suppose I am going from mover I am converting to the EOU to this. I have to pay the duty and then convert. Similarly, if I am removing the depreciation, uh, I am removing the capital goods from the uh, bonded warehouse. I have to pay back duty foregone along with the interest. But I have used that for manufacture of exports. Exported, so depreciation should have been allowed. And only on that like a EOU, same provision should be introduced there. And debonding from the EOU has to be automatic. Suppose I want to get it from the convert from EOU scheme to bonded warehouse scheme, mover scheme, then it should be automatic rather than exit, through exit route. I would also want to take this opportunity to ask what is the roadmap for MEIS and SCIS? Yes, MEIS is perhaps going because government is also prepared for that. Government has already introduced RODTEP scheme whereby all the taxes which we pay whether on the property tax, whether on the fuel, whether on the petrol and diesel, which I use in the export product for the manufacture of export product. They have developed R1, R2 and R3 and government has requested all the industry to submit it. Three times extension has been granted. That has to be certified by the chartered accountant or a cost accountant. That will be a substitute to the MEIS. But the ways it was objected, MEIS and ACS will have to go and it will be replaced by the road tip, that is ROD TEP scheme. For that, industry if or the exporters for their self-benefit has to furnish R1, R2, R3, duly certified by chartered accountant or a cost accountant. This needs to be done on priority. So, what are your suggestions for the exporters for now? Exporters has to relook their business and get it done the feasibility studies by the experts. Which scheme is going to be better for them? Whether they can also go if imports and exports are there or exports are not there but imports are there, whether they can go in bonded warehouse, answer is yes, you can do domestic unit also can be done there, subject to those removal of the difficulties, that is also there. EOUs, so far your export and import figure matches, that is your export FOB value of export and CIP value of imports comes to the equal almost. Even the EOU scheme can be better. Earlier issues of the EOU has gone. Each exporter has to do the rethinking for the better export costing and export pricing and to capture the export market in, in, the, in the competitive prices. Then exporters has to relook his own business 
decide which scheme is going to be better for them rather than going on the traditional approach. This will be my advice to the exporters. And this was all around the exports impact and future with our founder of Bitsul India, Mr. Ashok Nawal. Thank you very much, Rohan. Very nice. It is time for me to say a goodbye until the next episode. We are coming with many such episodes. Stay tuned. And if you are thinking of GST, think of Bitsul. Take care.